0: Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
1: It's a new day. Yes, it is. Live
2: from a Zoom call (laughs) emanating from Lando Lakes, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Sioux City, Iowa, and somewhere in the general Canada region, it's a new day. Feel the power. Take it away, fellas.
3: Good God, Dan. It's so Good, aggressive. God. God. It's great. Man, it's like nails on a chalkboard, but there's a sixth finger on the hand to just give it even, <laughs> even more of that nasty. When,
2: when, does, when does his internship end?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, so we can get to the voice that you heard. Uh, I am
1: Xavier Woods. And I am Kofi Kingston. Uh, and I am Biggie and I'm sure they want me to get to it pretty quickly so we can announce, you know, we are going to be talking to you for this next hour and change. But uh, I do have a story to tell and uh, I will be stopped, you know. <laughs> uh, my name is Biggie, but I used to be known as Biggie Langston, you know, a name uh, that you could respect, a name uh, that was salutable, uh, a name with some real gusto, you know, uh, now I'm just Biggie, uh, a shell of my former self. Uh, I lost a lot of weight because I didn't really feel like I had the weight to, uh, you know, I'm not Biggie Langs anymore. That's a, that's a girthy, that's a, that's the name of a, a girthy man, I think. I'm a respectable man, uh, a stout man. I'm not stout anymore. So I figure I don't need the weight really anymore. So I'm down to about 250 pounds. Uh, don't let them lie to you. They build me at whatever they want to build me at. They don't really care about my life and what's actually going on with me. So, <laughs> yes. Anyways, that's me. That's, that's, that's enough. That's enough.
3: <laughs> All right. And our guest For the first time on the show, a man who, uh, a man of many talents, Mm -hmm. but a a guy who I think is uh, probably one of the funniest people to ever be affiliated with the WWE. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have RJ City.
2: Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on Big E really is the one who invited me. I did. Because I tweeted the question at Kofi. I was a big fan of Ask Kofi. I'm always like, oh, what's his answer going to be? Very exciting. (laughs) Let it die.
4: (laughs) Yeah, die, please. (laughs) And then
2: then you asked me, and I'm not one to really turn down an invitation. So I accepted it, and lo and behold, uh, here I am. I will say, Woods, I have that shirt you're
3: wearing. Uh, In a yes. tank top,
2: I cut the sleeves off. I was going to wear it, and then I thought maybe it would be a little hacky.
3: Oh you know no! What I mean? No, maybe it
2: would have been a little much. Not, really, not at all. And then, and then there you are.
1: Well, and you and for people who are just listening to this and can't see the shirt, would you please?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. It's it says Squad. It's a perhaps a periwinkle blue. It says Squad on top, and then there's like four columns of the Golden Girls, which is you know probably not a surprise to anyone.
3: For those of you who don't know, uh, RJ, he, I would say that we are- Let's start at the beginning. Do you remember where you met me? Uh, In Canada. At? A
2: wrestling show? Mm, Kind of. At an anime convention. Anime North. Yes, which housed a wrestling show. Yes. And you just came for kicks. You had (laughs) nothing to do with the, yeah. That's where (laughs) I wrestled Elmo. Yes. A giant Elmo mascot. <laughs> and if you've ever seen the meme, because it pops up every couple months. I have. Of Elmo giving a rock bottom to somebody, I'm the one he's giving a rock bottom <laughs> to.
3: Was that in, because we had a six man, I think, with like me, uh, our good friend Hornet, who's a referee down in NXT. Yes. Uh, and you and and Elmo was in it. And he gave somebody a Canadian Destroyer.
2: Yeah, this was a real, like, Elmo-heavy show. He was, like, the <laughs> big name. People came to see him. right. You know? What year was this? Mm. 2010? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe not. Yeah, nine or ten years ago. Yeah. And we had a rollicking good time.
3: It was great. And when, when everybody told me, they said, oh, you know, you're going to love this guy. He's hilarious. And I met him. Again, one of the most, like, hysterical people that I think I've ever met. But when I found out that you were on a children's television show as well, it kind of brought everything together and it made a lot more sense.
2: Yes, yes. So I was on a a program called, oh yeah, That's (laughs) we do have that in common. We were all on Nickelodeon. Oh, look at us. I guess we have a common thread. You were on a much more famous show that they're still airing. Nevertheless, the resumes read the same. I was on a show called Splat-a-Lot, which was like a Wipeout, but for kids. And each defender of the castle had a character and I was a, a handsome Viking known as Gildar, so I would shoot like paintballs at kids and insult them. <laughs> and that was pretty much the show. And it was on BBC, and it was on YTV in Canada. and then Nickelodeon picked it up and we thought, "What ho? You know, we've struck oil. Here we go." And they burned through it in a summer and never mentioned it again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you were there. I was there,
2: it's still in syndication. We aired between a retro, all that, and a retro, figure it out. So I was a real Laurie Beth Denberg sandwich.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So was, was, was that your first love, like trying to be in front of the camera, you know, be on screen, be a performer?
2: Compared to what? Wrestling, you're saying? Yeah. I would answer by saying, isn't it all the same thing? Mm, fair. Mm, mm, fair. I <laughs> always thought, to me, it was wrestling and The Muppet Show when I was a kid. And they are, in my opinion, the exact same thing. Please it's explain. a show. It's a show about a show. Everyone has their, their own character, their own kind of acts. You know, Gonzo is going to do a certain kind of thing. Fozzie is going to do a certain kind of thing. And there's always the assumption that nothing will go according to plan. In both shows, you watch Monday Night Raw, like not one thing that they say is going to happen will happen peacefully or without incident. It's always implied that there will be an incident. And of course, I mean, when they had the guest hosts, it really became the same thing to me. So I I don't see any difference in our worlds, and I want everyone to join hands so I can bring them all together. That is my goal.
3: (laughs) So when you saw the Muppets on Raw, did that bring up any emotions or, or like, were, were, do you feel vindicated? I felt a seething
2: jealousy. <laughs> I felt like this was mine. I've been calling this all along. What the hell? I think they should have had, you know, old uh, Muppet Show hosts, host Raw. I think they should have had like Madeline Kahn and perhaps a <laughs> Paul Williams or a <laughs> Peter Sellers. I think they would have re- done really well backstage.
1: <laughs> right. I'm sure the crowds in Austin and in uh Miami would have just blown the roof off. Or, <laughs> it's Paul uh, Williams Town. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you you always have all of these
3: uh I'll say older references.
2: Yes. To- I'm very I'm like a 66 year old.
3: Yeah. Have you have yeah. you always been like this? Or is it something that kind of developed over time?
2: I've always been like this. I was very much, I think, a sociological experiment with my grandmother and my mother, they would be like, watch this Avid and Costello movie. And I, being a kid, would be like, this is fantastic. And then I would go to school and be like, hey, did you guys see Avid and Costello? (laughs) They met him. This is, oh my God. Are you guys uh, fans of Laurel and Hardy? And then, uh, you know, everyone is not interested. But I talked (laughs) to the teachers. I got along with the teachers. And I think that was the important thing.
3: This is how you've gotten through life, is just always talking to the, the oldest person in the room?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I would be, at, like, at birthday parties, the kids would be playing, and then, like, I would be entertaining the parents. It was a weird sad, like, a child performer. It sounds like an old vaudeville kind of life. But, like, that's what I did. And that's, I, I'm very much, like, me as a child is just this smaller. Nothing has really
5: changed. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you.
2: Why evolve is what I say. Uh,
4: they, they say don't ever change, right? You know, you, uh, I mean, sometimes it would behoove me to change a
2: little bit.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
2: Do you remember the next time we encountered
3: each other? Was it the, was it the tryout? It was the triad. Okay, so this is one of my favorite stories.
2: Now, listen, so. I have an issue with, with the way you tell this story because you botch the punchline all the time. Mm. Okay, we'll fix it, and it please. It, but, you, you know, me. it's my work. It's like doodling <laughs> out of my <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you, please do the setup. I'm happy with the setup, and then I'll take the punchline.
3: okay (laughs) so uh when you're when you're doing a tryout with uh developmental wwe uh they got a bunch of people in there you do push-ups you do drills you do a bunch of stuff but then at some point you everybody does a promo and a lot of the time it's you're just crazy nervous you got butterflies in your stomach and you create something that's like uh i'm gonna come to wwe and i'm gonna win all the matches and i'm gonna be champion because i believe in myself and it's like it's, it's fine, but it's all the kind of same vibe. And so, uh, finally, it's RJ's turn to go. And I'm just going to let you tell it from there. First
2: of all, I wasn't too crazy about that setup either.
5: <laughs> 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 See? going to have it. That's why I didn't
2: want to do it. I tried to get out as soon as possible. I tried to get
1: out. just well, give us your full version. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of
2: context. Yep. It was maybe eight or nine-ish years ago. My understanding, it was one of the first of the modern tryouts that we know today but it happened before there were cameras and shirts and I didn't get a shirt, I'm a little upset about it. It was me, uh, Sasha Banks, Sami Zayn, Elias, uh, Coach Sarah was there, a variety of different people all before, and then I was this weird person who, I don't know, maybe somebody saw an episode of Splat a lot and they said, hey, maybe we need a Viking, who knows? So we're there, this is, uh, you are there, Woods, you are incredibly sweet and supportive, and your a role at this time was to film the promos on promo day. You were up, you were up high. And I, it was hilarious. So I'm kind of laying low. You know, you do your drills. You, you're nice. You don't want to sing Ethel Merman out of turn. Only when asked. So I'm laying low. Everything's fine. Promo day. Everyone's promos are, I, I wouldn't even call them promos very much. This is my life story. Which is great if you have a life story. I happen to have really no life story, just these stupid things that I do. So I said, well, this is my moment. Let's have a nice time. And the first thing I did was cut a promo about how I tore my cuticle the week before, and I almost canceled this whole tryout because I was in so much pain. That was the first thing I did. And then they said, can you do anything else, maybe from your TV show? And I said, well, I do improv on the TV show so I can improvise because they said, okay. So I'm improvising. I said, oh, I said, cameraman, could you follow me down? And I sat on the ring apron and you did a nice, I'm sure the the footage is somewhere, you did a nice pan down. And as I was talking, I looked over and there was a table, a long table. It was like an extreme American Idol. And one of the people there was Perry Satter. And, you know, very I'm sure he did not enjoy Ethel Merman. I'm just hazarding a guess. Uh, Very serious, has the tattoo. Pencil and whatever, and I just, I looked over him and I said, excuse me, Perry, can I see the back of your hands a moment? And he went, showed me the back of his hands, and I said, ah, I just wanted to see the rings of Saturn. (laughs) Uh, And just, the air became so heavy. (laughs) <laughs> I created a, such a weight in the room And a couple people got it And enjoyed it And a couple I think was mainly confusion And then uh, I turned to the head trainer At the time and I sang him the theme From Mary Tyler Moore And that That was my uh, Yeah that was my big finale That was my shot I t- Not quite sure what happened Um and then right after that, I went to do the the second season of Splat a Lot, which is very bizarre. And uh, I was on set and they called me and they said, listen, that was certainly something. Um, <laughs> but generally speaking, they said, oh, we have nothing for you to do that would keep you here in light of everything else that you're doing. And I was, you know, very confused at the time and hurt because you think you're going one way and everything's going well. And I said, you know What? fine. And I said to myself, I'm going to continue to do what I enjoy doing and see where it leads me. And the next time I contact these people, uh, you know, I will make sure they contact me because I'm doing something so weird that they either like it or (laughs) it bothers them and they have to contact me. Uh, That was my general goal. And then I believe that night or the next night we were at uh, an FCW taping. And that's the first time I saw this this E fella. And may I compliment him because I, it, this is your own program. I <laughs> immediately noticed, I saw like, well, this is like the next guy to me. Now, was my prediction correct in the short term? No, but we're, we, I think after a, a long enough time, you were so energetic. It reminded me of, they always say magicians, the best magicians can do close-up magic. Like in the Magic Castle in LA, they have a small room where it's close-up magic. And that FCW arena was not really conducive to excitement. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Madison Square Garden. You had to bring your own. And you did. And I went, that was fantastic. So I remember that about you. And then uh, I have zero experiences with coffee.
4: I was going (laughs) to say, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our paths have never crossed. And you know what? So I'll tell you this, man. Like, uh, over the years, I've heard your name thrown around in several different conversations and so many people have like told me to like, go check out your stuff, you know, RJ City, RJ City. I'm just like, oh, okay. Cause you know, I, I'm a jerk, you know, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to it, you know? But uh, I will say the other day I went to your Instagram page and I spent about an hour <laughs> Just going down all the clips and the posts that you had, bro, I think you might be like my favorite ever dude, like you're your comedy man, like, and just like I don't know, man, I was trying to figure out a way to like describe what it is that you do and i I can't even describe it, just it's um it's just awesome, man, you are incredibly talented, man, like I don't Thank know you. i i I love it, man, like especially uh <laughs> like your dramatic readings. <laughs> Like, I, I do was, dramatic like, readings yeah, of theme yeah, songs from yeah. sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> so you had one with like the nanny and I don't know, dude, like just your delivery. It is, you are so hilarious to me. And I don't know what the hell I was doing all these years, not checking out your, your material. Cause I missed out on a lot of laughs and I got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think you are incredibly hilarious. <laughs> I am so touched. Not
2: only because that's a very sweet thing to say, but also, you followed me like yesterday. Yes. I had just finished at the gym. I was in the bathroom. I saw it and I got immediate anxiety because <laughs> I was about to post a gym thirst trap. And I, could, I just had this nightmare of, of Kofi just looking at it. Like he was now the only person <laughs> that ever followed me on Instagram. And I was like, what? And you know, some people like, uh, ronda rousey follows me but i know she instantly muted me that's okay that doesn't bother me whatever it's totally fine but i feel like that was a genuine follow and then i had just horrible terrible anxiety so i'm happy that you went down far enough past yes. the their
4: straps bro I, I i was literally belly laughing in the locker room there was we had like a little room off to, on our own and i'm just laughing the only person in the room is laughing out loud man I, i'm i'm so entertained dude <laughs> and you didn't show it to anyone else. You said I'm
2: going to keep this to myself, and everyone I, can be quiet. Yes,
4: but, uh, pretty much. I did. I did. There was thank no. You. Or, honestly, it was I was too lazy to get up and leave the room. To be honest, I, if, yes. if I'm if I'm being honest. But
1: yeah, I, I got to interject here too because you said such nice things about me, and I feel like an ass without at least saying thank you. so I'm just sitting here with this weight of guilt.
5: Uh,
2: <laughs> No, this is like, no, no, you brought me on the show. This is like inviting me to your house and I brought a quiche, you know what I mean? You don't have to give me
1: back a gift and then we go back and forth all night. (laughs) Just enjoy the quiche. Well, I I will, I I do love quiche. Um, So, you know, I also, another thought, so thank you very much, I appreciate that. I often tend to think anything I did uh, the first four to five years of my career was awful anyway. So that was, that was very kind of you.
2: I didn't say you were good. I just said you were exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That is fair.
1: Uh, well, uh, thanks, I guess. Um, you very welcome. I will say with the tryout, I feel like, uh, and maybe this is just me, but at least maybe... I'm trying to th- so I think wrestling is more acceptably weird now. At least at least in, in WWE and more visible wrestling than I think it was a decade ago. So I think you were either before your time or you were in between times. Like maybe you should have been earlier or later. I'm always described so. as like before and after my time. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> because funny. like yeah, maybe yeah. 70s Memphis I would have fit into. <laughs>
5: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a weirdness.
2: Right. So, but yet, I feel like the, the company has also expanded so much since then. like when you expand your content, you have to change it a little. Can't be all the same. And I feel like it ex- they, it expanded enough that it somehow, to my befuddlement, began including me.
3: <laughs> what was your uh, your first gig with the company after after the
2: trial? Oh, a uh, gig. Um, so years and years and years later, I do. I teamed with David Arquette, as you may or may not be aware. And you—you you of course saw me one time. Mm-hmm. May I say? Do you remember who you sat next to? Pee Wee Herman. Yes, our dear, our dear yes. friend Paul Rubens. Yes. <laughs> so just general, you know, weird people find weird people, and so me and David were doing stuff, and then his documentary was going to hit at South by Southwest and we were gonna wrestle there. I was desperately trying to get beat up by Patricia or Rosanna Arquette. That was my dream. I thought it would have been good press. And then the uh, uh, pandemic hit that thing. I don't know if you're aware, if you've picked up a newspaper, but South by Southwest was like one of the first things to get canceled. The documentary now, you know, has to totally change and shift and whatever. So I thought, okay, I'm here. We're not wrestling. That's never deterred me before. I'm just gonna make a bunch of videos. And then Matt Camp, from the bump, contacted me wanting to get a hold of David because they wanted him for an interview or whatever. So I said, David, here, I hooked them up. And David's like, okay, you're going to do the interview too, right? I'm like, no, no, like they did not ask for me. They want you, like, go do it. It's like, okay. The interview comes. He keeps sending me the Zoom link and he's saying, come on, just, and like, I'm not going to show up uninvited. Like, that's a terrible, terrible thing to do. So I'm like, David, absolutely not. And he's like, no, we are tag team partners, we do this together. Finally, his wife messaged me and she's obviously like the adult in the relationship. So I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'm listening to her. I click on it and I, unbeknownst to me and everyone else, walk into this. They did this video early on, but they tried to see how many superstars and celebrities they could get on one Zoom call. OK, so I show up and I see this Hollywood squares wall of like Maria Menunos <laughs> Titus O'Neil, Dolph, Rey Mysterio. And I was like, I, I do not belong here. So I immediately start apologizing, which I think is the right thing to do. <laughs> I'm blaming David. And then we go into our shtick, which is not a shtick. It's him being an idiot. And he's bringing out progressively bigger cowboy hats. And we talk for a couple minutes. And then, you know, I excuse myself because I shouldn't be there. So let's leave early. And I thought, gee, that was funny. They're going to completely edit it out. And then the video came out and uh, they left me in. And uh, people said that David smuggled me on which is quite true. And then I thought, well, that was hilarious and weird. And, you know, I'm a kind of person who appears to be a celebrity, but then when you ask and you see the resume, you're like, not really. So (laughs) I was like, whatever. And then out of the blue, in the beginning of the summer, like last, last summer, they contacted me and they're like, hey, do you want to do SummerSlam watch along? And my response was, do you know who I am? Like, I just wanted to clarify, and it's one of those weird things where you're like, I'm very nervous. I don't know what to do. And then I turn on the screen and it's it's me, Matt Camp and Woods and Bivens. And I'm like, oh yeah, I already know everybody here. <laughs> so that was just like, okay. And then And then I started doing those. And then we started doing stuff on the bump and they've been, you know, delightful, sweet people, Kayla and Evan and Ryan and Matt and the whole crew. We did that. Do you remember the mock draft we did, Woods? No, really? We did a mock, it was like a 60 minute episode. It was a mock draft. And I suggested. Oh, we did
3: teams, teams, yeah. Yes.
2: And yeah. my codes, I used old celebrity names as codes yes. for who I wanted to pick. Refused to stop using them <laughs> yeah. for the, the entire <laughs> hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> references
3: picked, that no one watching understands. We pick Ed
2: Asner, and Kayla would be like, what, Like, why <laughs> Why is this person here? <laughs> it's, it's so and crazy. then we kept doing the watch-alongs and other bum stuff, and then we had a bunch of different ideas, a big thing on the table they wanted to do. I worked on it with Dan. So Dan knows my anxiety and my ideas very well. And then they were like, don't worry, we'll we'll do something. We will get you something, don't worry about it. And then uh, came WrestleMania after dark.
3: One of the best, if not (laughs) the best thing WWE has ever produced since its inception. It is hysterical, (laughs) bravissimo.
2: Thank you. We did it, We they greenlit it like two weeks before and I was panicking, I was just writing a, a bunch of ideas. And I will say, uh, Biggie's name came up a bunch of times and he was on the potential list of people that we wanted. They wanted you to originally see if you could officiate a wedding between fans. That was an idea. And then, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a part in it where I introduced the Honky Tonk Man, but it's Kevin Owens. And I only have questions for the Honky Tonk Man. So we go through that interview. (laughs) And originally, in my head, it was Biggie, and I only had questions for Tito Santana. Uh. (laughs) That was just, like, my first instinct. I was like, gee, that would be funny. And then we tried to break it down. I was like, no, maybe that doesn't... You're too go with the flow. You're too... I feel like you would enjoy being Tito Santana. And I'm like, that doesn't work. So then they had something else for you and then they ended up cutting it. And then I ended up with, with that. And then Woods was going to be on it. And once again, I had zero relationship with Kofi at all. Nothing. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, we would have got, we, I did the, I, you guys had a fake product, which I think you should.
4: Yeah. Yeah, The new bidet. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Feel the porcelain power. Yeah. I believe you're not being booty. Everything worked out so nicely it was there. Great. It was so great. I think you, you know, slap slap your logo. You have slapped your logo at enough things. I don't think a bidet is that out of reach. At
4: all. It's. I mean, we push it. Let's not. Let's be honest. We Get push it. 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 Hey. Yeah. yeah.
2: You're encouraging good hygiene. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs>
3: into uh, the, the mindset. I just want to come back a few yes. years. So you brought up David Arquette. So clearly you have experience wrestling on the independent scene, bouncing yes. around the States a little bit, bouncing around Canada a little bit. So you did that for X number of years, yes?
2: Yes, X. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was going to say a number, but then I was like, I'm not sure of the number. Uh, well, how Neither long was am I,
2: I mean 10, at least 10. As today? Sure. I don't keep a date book. Most of these (laughs) matches I want to forget.
3: (laughs) So you're you're doing that. You're, you're all over social media, pumping out content constantly uh, and you end up running into David Arquette. And how does this relationship
5: (laughs) (laughs) there was
2: a writer that he used to work with named Ben Joseph. He went to wrestling shows in Toronto, Ben Joseph, and he saw me and he is a fan of mine. And then David was sniffing around getting into wrestling again because, you know, it went so well the first time. <laughs> so Ben said to David, if you want to get back and figure stuff out, like, you really should talk to this guy. David followed me on Twitter. Like most weird things in my life is Twitter is usually the place where they happen. He started just jumping on all of my tweets. His family has been in, in show business forever. His father, his grandfather, his great grandparents. And oh, may I say this? And I think this is a good tidbit. His... Uh, father did a voice on Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling cartoon. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Think about (laughs) that. And his grandfather used to be on Hollywood Squares. He was a famous old comedian. And there's a 1974 episode where the contestant is Nick Bockwinkle. So for those of you keeping score at home, that was the first uh, (laughs) Nick Bockwinkle reference. Anyway, (laughs) we started going back and forth on Twitter, and I called him out, not really knowing him, and we started this fake online feud before I even knew he wanted to do a documentary, and his sister got involved, and it was a whole thing. And then I met him at WrestleMania in New Orleans. That's the first time we met, and we had coffee in our underwear, which perhaps needs another explanation. I sometimes do a show on YouTube every Sunday morning. I make coffee in my underwear. He was my guest. And then uh, we hit it off. And originally I was just gonna help him with his character and whatever. And then I took enough shots at him on Twitter because he's he's such a genuine person that it's, it's such a joy to be horrible to him that he said like, no, like I wanna wrestle you first. Uh, let's do this. So we did. And I hit him, uh, I need him right in the face. And he almost got cut out of a Duplass Brothers movie because his face was swollen. <laughs> so I still have that guilt.
5: <laughs>
3: so I feel like you just constantly find yourself in these hilarious predicaments and situations. And... I, I don't know. I feel like they always like work out perfectly and something hilarious happens that is completely in line with you and your personality and how I feel like just everything just works for you.
2: I think so in a weird way. Like I really go out not having a plan saying I'm just going to do what, like what I want to do and put it out there and, and let go of it. And uh, David is an example where we enjoyed doing that and we thought, gee, it would be great. He was injured from wrestling, not from that match, from something else. He had fractured ribs. And he said, can we team together so I don't get hurt? He said, you're the only person when I wrestle with you, I don't get hurt. And I said, well, it's probably a good idea to keep me around. So we had an idea of doing tag team partners who hate each other. Can they coexist? I don't know if you're familiar with that term. And (laughs) our idea was that I was basically Charles Grodin and he was Martin Short in Clifford. If any of you have, E, you haven't seen I, it.
1: So, like so, so long ago. That's such, uh, we, thank you for the Clifford reference. Uh, yes.
2: And it was great. I enjoyed being so mean to him and preventing him from doing stuff. That was very, very, very enjoyable. And yeah, we did weird stuff like uh, Steve Austin's show. We did and we brought him a cherry pie. Uh, and he was very, very confused,
5: <laughs> well, similar to the way
2: I paid a compliment to you. He invited us into his place and bring him a nice cherry pie. And he was very like, I oh, don't. What do I do with this now? And then I gave him one of my pins. And then he said, and you can hear it on his podcast. He says, I'm going to give you guys a hat, one of my hats. I said, Well, that's great. And then the episode ends, eh, no hat. Whoa. Yeah, I don't listen. Wow. I'm not afraid. Wow. The guy said he was going to give me a hat.
4: Be a okay? man of your I'm not word. Speaking out of turn here. Be a man of your word. You yeah, know?
2: yeah. And That's while we're up. calling out, I have a grievance with Woods, by the way. Uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I do. Told what? me months ago, ah, oh, why don't you, you'll do Battle of the Brands? You'll be, you'll do a fun thing. We'll have you in there. I said, okay. And you know what I said? I said, great. Only if my character only has weak grapples. Like I want all the worst moves. And you said, well, we'll do it. And I said, this will be fun. I will cut the promos of my life. Years from now, people will go back and say, well, what were the best promos in wrestling? And they'll have to dig up episodes of Battle of the Brands. (laughs) That's how jazzed up I was. And then, and then it's like, I'm looking for Steve Austin's hat all over again. (laughs) I go, what happened? And if you don't want me in, if something happened, fine. I just, why would you be so emphatically inviting? Mm. You know? the show's
3: not the show's not done yet. We have months and months to go, and this is the thing if you constantly bring in guys like yourself and put them all in at the same time, it's too much. The kids can't eat the whole cake at the same time, they'll get sick. You're bringing in piece by piece. I want you to have your own spotlight,
2: right? I see. So, creative has nothing for me, in other words, <laughs> you, you
4: couldn't not yet you
3: couldn't
4: give them. Right.
3: Okay. I'll
2: throw out some ideas. Maybe I'll grow a mustache or something.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you could dye your hair and gain 80 pounds. Thank you. (laughs) I'll do my best.
4: (laughs) Now cut your hair and lose 80 pounds.
3: (laughs) So I ask uh, everybody who I think is going to be involved in it because we have to shuffle people in and out constantly. And so there's like a group of people that I know will work a certain way together. And then I know once I introduce person A, Hey, wouldn't it it have been nice if he
2: clarified
4: this at the beginning Mm. of inviting me? Oh, completely. He's he's definitely backpedaling. Open. Um, How? Open and Uh, honest. Open. And dialogue. How long has it been? Right? How long months, you say months and months and months. months. Just
3: communicate
2: is all I'm asking. Wow. You know, here I am jazzed up writing in my little promo book oh about video games and things.
3: Golly, Beth. yeah. I'm upset with myself that I've hurt your feelings. That was not my intention, RJ.
2: Well, you know what? I'm happy with myself that I wait till we're on air before I express <laughs> my
3: grievances. Yeah. I'm very
2: happy about that route. That's my yeah, style. That I've chosen. That's my, that's um, my also, style. you, I, I did have something for you at WrestleMania after dark, but you were unable to do it. The scheduling didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But I had a, a King of the Ring quiz for you. Ooh.
3: Can we do it now? I oh god, I don't know. Of course have you still it. Yo, oh, I feel like what? I was gonna say, I feel like you wouldn't have brought it up if you don't have access to it. Ah my got memory it. for it is so bad. I have here to we like go, I have to, ooh, okay, here it.
2: <sighs> okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, the intro is my next guest just can't wait to be king, but unfortunately is not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Please welcome ooh. Xavier Woods. We do a little back and forth, blah, 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 blah. Uh, My first question is, why not just win the Royal Rumble? It's royal, so you can technically win it and call yourself king. Uh, This Mm. is not a trivia question. Um, (laughs) King of the Ring questions. In 1985, this is an easy one, who won the first King of the Ring tournament? Harley Race. Jeez, wrong. Don Morocco. Oh,
3: oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Harley Race won the the first televised one, yeah?
2: (sighs) Come on. Come on, yeah. I would rather see, you know... Don Morocco in Jungle Cruise, to be honest with you, but that's just me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Who is the only person
2: to win King of the Ring and then lose in the finals the following year? Uh... I mean, you you can all answer, open. Dan, anyone?
4: No, 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 let the King, let the King answer. <laughs> <laughs> let <laughs> yeah, let, the, the, let, let the King do it. <laughs>
1: Also, I forgot Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the voice of Simba. Simba, yeah. Yeah. I completely yeah. forgot. Great. Just and you just, just breezed by it. Just okay. beautifully done. It's, yes. <laughs> just beautifully done.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna say I don't I don't remember who was always in the finals. It
2: was Kurt Angle.
3: Kurt okay.
2: Angle yeah, Okay. Uh, uh, King of the Ring winners have also competed in an MMA.
4: Oh, well, Kurt Angle, obviously. That's one. No, because he died. It's not MMA. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Fair, fair, fair.
2: He just wore gloves one time. I don't think it counts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, oh gee This is I'm, I mean I'm sure this will be The silence will be edited down At some point Oh no, no. Oh not,
3: No No every, every shot that can be taken At me is taken on this
4: um, We might actually extend the silence Just, it's so just, it's just a Yeah We're going to cut it So it's legit silence get some room your... that in there
2: Are you done? Do you give up? You can't pick one? I give up uh, first one is Ken Shamrock.
3: Yeah. Ken Shamrock.
2: Uh, is a given and the second one is Brock Lesnar. I think also kind of a oh, given. He was yeah. the
3: King of the Ring? He was Brock, the King Rock of one. the Ring. Yeah. Wow. Back in the trophy I always, years. I always forget wow. like the the more recent ones. I always forget that they even
2: right. So, uh, this is the second last question from 1985 to 2002, there were two years with no
3: King of the Ring tournament. Name one <laughs> yeah. of those years. No, I can't name. I can't give you a number. <laughs> Just okay, one well, of guess, them? You couldn't name yeah. one of those years? No, can't name- I can't give you a year for anything. You just can't pick one <laughs> year between 1985 and 2002. 85, uh, 99. 99. No, Ooh. so sorry. 1990
2: Eight. and 1992. 92. Ooh. Those are the years with now King of the Ring. And finally, in 1204, John King of England lost the land of Normandy <laughs> to whom? <laughs> 1204?
3: (laughs) Yeah. To Henry.
2: Mm, So sorry. We were looking for King Philip II of France. We would have also accepted Philip Augustus. So sorry, was, you lose the yeah. no King of, of the Ring for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my genius punchline, which now I can't use, I blowed it on the show Was that I would keep asking every guest that question <laughs>
3: <laughs> You could keep it, because even if I knew that, I'd still watch it
2: Yeah, yeah I think so I think you want to hear other people answer that question yeah. I think
3: you want to hear, I don't know, Paul Roma
4: or Tugboat <laughs> Somebody will answer it. Someone will answer it. Bob Backlund, perhaps. Bob Backlund and I have the same birthday. Ah, really? How about that? Yeah. And
2: do you ask anyone to name the presidents before signing an autograph?
4: I, not yet. Not yet. I'm saving it. You know, now yeah. that I'm 40, maybe, you know, it's an older generational thing. Maybe it fits more. So uh, I, might. <laughs> I might. Isn't it fascinating I would, I mean, yeah.
2: how old older wrestlers looked then? Yeah. And now I'm looking at you and you're 40. I'm like, you don't look 40. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Thank you. I'm just talking about the general life expectancy, not not you specifically.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know? Well, we did get him. We got him uh, some gifts for his birthday. You did.
2: You got Bob Backlund gifts?
3: (laughs) No, we got Bob Backlund Kofi for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now Kofi Backlund. Yes. Jumped out of the cake.
4: <laughs> and I'm Kofi Backlund. It was great. It was awesome. It was really fun. It was cool. Uh they got me a I mean you know, I posted it on social media. They got me a bunch of gag gifts uh to repeatedly remind me how old I am. <laughs> and it was like legit five bags, uh gift bags, and I would pull out one thing and it's a uh a pecker erector, you know what I'm saying? Then I'd pull out another thing. It's Epsom salt and a foot bath. I'm like, oh, okay. And then another thing is like, oh, you're old. This it took me 40 years to look this good. T-shirt. It was legit, like not just never ending old gimmicks and 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 trinkets. It was it was pretty fantastic. Put a smile on my face. We took a picture of it. It was great. Uh, my favorite um, piece was the sash that said, "I ain't dead yet." You can fill those uh fill the fill the letters in, you know? Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. And what I forgot to take a picture of was the uh the twelve cinnamon rolls from Cineholic. Mini cinnamon rolls with icing on the top. Cineholic is my favorite. It's a vegan um bakery that bakes all types of custom made cinnamon rolls. It is amazing. And I ate probably half of those and then decided to give the rest to the locker room. Uh, against my will. They they asked for it and I I, I grac- graciously granted them their uh, their desire, but it's like pulling
2: out a pack of gum in a group of people. You can't yeah, do it unless, yeah,
4: y- you know, yeah, yeah. But I didn't pull out. I didn't pull it out. It was given to me, and then everyone, oh, can I have one? Oh, can I taste one? Uh, it's it's my birthday, not yours. Okay, sure, have one. You can have it. It's cool. But no, it was great. It was great. It was a fun day.
1: So how you went there, RJ? Uh, yeah. The invite, must
4: yeah. Have
2: been- It's okay I mean I showed up Early for this one I was raring to go Kof Kof not Um, so much Kof was No no,
4: I was You know me You know me I don't don't hardly run on time I don't
2: know you I don't know you at all I'm learning this now Now you know And the next time I invite you to something
4: I will not rush to it Don't expect me me to be on time (laughs) Things always happen
3: Yeah Since you and Kofi don't have any any type of bond, you know, you guys are interacting here for the first time. I was wondering, yes. since he's such a fan of your dramatic readings, is there any way that you would do a dramatic reading of his old theme music? Bro. Uh, S.O.S.
4: <laughs> let me... Let me- <laughs> Let me pull it up. It's so funny because I was gonna request—I wasn't gonna request this. This is even better. But I was gonna request you to do a, a, a dramatic reading, either like of our theme music or just just something. Yeah, you know? this is but SOS. Will be oof, great.
2: Have you seen all the lyrics together? This is oh, quite yeah. a novel. Kali I Bodes. won't do—I won't do any accent because I do not want to get
1: canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Kali okay. Buds is not black, though. I think, I think no,
4: it's, he's it's, he's from Bermuda.
1: He's white from Bermuda. Yeah, so I think
4: it's fine. No, it's, it's a, I
2: don't. I'm not from Bermuda. Yeah. I'm from the opposite of Bermuda. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like north south, it would be Bermuda and 1966, basically where I'm from. <laughs> okay, okay, you ready? I am. Okay, you know, you know, SOS. I hear them calling. SOS. I hear them shouting. SOS. I hear them crying. SOS. I hear them calling you woke up in a bad man place you no safe you could run for days you can't get away I bring relief for sorrow and pain you should have never tried get in my face and it's a shame oh what a shame you lose your life you have no no more more time your destiny (laughs) me is is mine, hear them calling, SOS, I hear them calling. SOS, I hear them shouting. SOS, I hear them crying. SOS, I hear them calling. You know, you know what me say, boo. Hey, mister, I've been telling you to be afraid because this bad man, him have bad news for you today. And it's a shame, what a shame you lose your life. You have no, no, no more time. Your destiny, me, knee- is is mine, hear them calling. SOS, I hear them calling. SOS, I hear them shouting. SOS, I hear them crying. SOS, I hear them calling. You know, you woke up in a bad man place. You know, safe. You could run for days. You can't get relief. I bring relief for sorrow and pain. You should have never tried. Get in my fence. <laughs> SOS. Oh,
4: SOS. God.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
4: Oh, God. Yes. Thank you. I think you guys
2: should start doing like, um, like coffee house wrestling, where it's just put a rug down, you know, in a small and just do some some chain wrestling, and I think that should be your (laughs) inconsistency.
3: Coffee shop wrestling. (laughs) Oh my oh, God! I, f- I feel like you might be able to help us with something. So we yes, got this be, idea.
2: Betty White was a scumbag. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> sir, Fight sir. First off, man.
3: first off, we don't speak about her in the past tense. We don't do that. And, and well, she, she is was not
2: one, and that's part of the issue. I don't know what she's like now,
3: but uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this with you right now. I'm not gonna do this with you right now. <laughs> we only have a certain amount of time, and I, the, the slander. This disgusting. First off, but moving on. <sighs> Not actually, I for- you forgot. I mean, <laughs> okay. You have notes? <laughs> no, we just kind of Are do things. Trying? Oh, What were you okay. saying? You're- okay. So we have a TV show idea that we yeah. think is incredible. And I feel like you might uh, have something in your mind to-, to make it even better than what it is. Yes. you mind if I pitch it to you? Go ahead. So it'll be the three of us. Uh, and we will go around the country marrying wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. So he is ordained. Do the whole deal. But… Rings and part, rings. Part, my God, my God! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right.
2: It's all right, Mr. Austin. Don't give me a hat. It's all right, guys. No yeah. summer sun <laughs> after dark. <laughs> cool. Go ahead. Don't no battle of the brands for me. Keep
5: talking.
3: So part of it, as we, we do marry them, but we also uh, show them how to do a wrestling match. Yes. And so somebody says, you know, or or forever hold your peace, and somebody stands up. I object chair comes into play boom the groomsmen and the the bridesmaids break out into a wrestling match and that's the show traveling and doing that yeah i was gonna see if you had anything but rings and rings that's rings, that's more than rings. I, that's more than enough
2: i've actually been asked before to be a a bad guy plant at someone's wedding and <laughs> cut off the groom or cut off the best man and start deriding him call uh you know cut a promo on him and then have the groom beat me up I've been asked on more than one occasion, and then other family members will talk down that idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's very improper. I do have two friends, think about this, this is, this is a trend. I have two friends named Sarah and Marty, and when they get married, they're planning on not having a match themselves, hosting a match where it's two wrestlers, representing them fighting against uh, sickness and health. It's, right. uh, you know It's a
4: metaphor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's something to think about. It's not a bad idea at all. I think wrestling fans are very eclectic. And when they love, they love hard. So I think you'll get good wrong. relationship stories out of that. All right, perfect. And we You want to be our showrunner? Oh my. I God. would love to. You know what I would also <laughs> love to be now that I'm thinking about it? I feel like you guys are the Three Stooges and I'm like the straight man adult who sets the plot in motion every movie. <laughs> and I'm like, boys, take care of my house while I'm gone. That <laughs> <laughs> one guy is like, why are you entrusting these people? They're not gonna do anything correctly. <laughs> I, would, I would be happy to. Um, also, can I share, I sent, by the way, I sent them, WWE has like 20 of my pictures. Can I? May I share some of them with you? Please. Oh yeah, because someone will pick them up. Maybe maybe Vern Gagne will say, "Come to Minnesota," and we'll do them. <laughs> uh, this is your career, and it is a game show where, for example, I'm the host, Biggie is the contestant, and all the trivia questions are about his own life and career. I love it. How much do you know? And we bring people back from the past that you don't remember. You know, you had a dark match and in, and. In, New Mexico, when we bring that guy back, you know? Like I had, um, I did this Wednesday morning wake-up thing on the bump. I don't know if you cats have seen it. I did these little interviews with weird, no, I'll send you a bunch of links, Eve. And uh, the first one is me and Shane Helms. And I said, of course, we're coming up on a big anniversary, August 8th. I'm sure you remember, you'll never forget it. And he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, that is the SmackDown where you defeated Tatanka. That was yeah. the big anniversary <laughs> yeah yes. yep yeah he had no record and then he went oh yeah now i remember it and it, ju- it just passed and i wished him happy anniversary and it now means something to him
1: it's beautiful no yeah. i think this concept is great especially people like me between the three of us actually our memories are abysmal i remember the, the the big like tent pole stuff like the usos hell in a cell stuff that we talk about time and time again but beyond that we don't remember much from our careers so right. i very much like this idea
2: I mean, yeah, I think it's good. And you, and you learn about your own careers. You know, I wanted to see if The Undertaker could put all his hats in chronological
1: order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even doing that with gear. Like doing yeah. that with our gear that would be different. Cool, cool, yeah, right?
2: yeah. See? It, it almost sounds like a good idea for a show. Great idea.
1: <laughs> Said almost. almost.
2: Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? What's next uh, followed by Rings and Rings.
3: Rings and Rings.
2: <laughs>
1: If you have other ideas, though. You said you do 20? I have a couple for Up, Up, Down, Down. I know you're doing a lot of stuff with the BRE as well.
2: A BRE, I was uh, uh, I, like an alternate. I was like the shemp of the BRE.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who are not familiar with Up, Up, Down, Down stuff, so the BRE is the best roommates ever. Jessamyn Duke, uh, Mia Yim. Uh, then we got Shane and Dakota Kai, and uh, they're that's that's their clique, their group. And RJ plays games with them from time to time.
2: From time to time, we played we played one, and then you and I did a joke box. Mm-hmm. And uh, my jokes were so dirty that they had to blur out clean words. (laughs) Like, really, guys? I tried to be, I thought it was clever. That's fine. I wanted to do like a live, like a a WWE version of like a Jackbox where fans can play on their phones and answer live. I think that would be fun. I do want to do like, because I feel like every wrestler has one thing that they're very nerdy about. At least one thing. And I want to bring them on and it would be a trivia show where I would grill them on that one thing, you know, yeah. Yeah. that kind of, that, that kind of hip happening. I also want to do an AWA watch along podcast. That's really <laughs> my dream. Cause that's a messed up show. <laughs> incredibly weird. Is it on Peacock? Oh, it's on Peacock. It's yes, on- it is. Ooh. Oh, another idea. This was a decent one. I sit down with guys like, uh Brett and Kevin Nash, and go through their IMDb.
1: Oh, I'm sure they've done a lot of obscure stuff. They like barely. Yes. Recover. Yeah. Yes. Kevin, Nash I want to talk about
2: that. Lonesome Doves. That's me. That's the kind of guy I am.
3: And the thing is, like stuff like that becomes interesting because it's stuff that they never really get asked about. So it's probably there's probably so much to say that they've never quote unquote had the chance to say before.
2: Yes. Yes, and there's stories, and you make weird connections. I used to do this YouTube series where I would watch uh, wrestling episodes of sitcoms. Mm. And uh, just... Yeah, I mean, the Boy Meets World one is crazy. I'm friends with the producer now because of that. Mark Blutman, or Blutman... And uh, I also found out and I told Mick Foley during our Wednesday morning wake up interview that his episode of Boy Meets World was the lowest rated episode ever. <laughs> 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 and I set him up because I my setup was that he had one of the highest raw segments ever with This Is Your Life. And he was all, yeah, I did. And I was like, but your Boy Meets World episode <laughs> So, and then he said, oh, well, you know, syndication. He tried to work around
1: it. <laughs> i was very upset. You weren't having it. I respect that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I asked the tough questions.
3: That That's one thing that I like about your interview style, though, because uh, on your, in your show, it was WrestleMania After Dark, you interviewed Ric Flair. And <laughs> so these references that you make, so like uh, to these older shows, every time you would make one, it seemed like Ric Flair had a story about, meeting that person or going to dinner with them or something like that. And it was just like such a a different kind of interview than I've ever seen Flair have.
2: Rick was one of the only people on the show who I did not really have a relationship with before. He knew me, he knew that I was in like the Arquette doc and he, he was friends with David and whatever, but I did not know what speed he was at. You know what I mean? Or how what mood he was in. If you're not in a good mood, I don't think you'll enjoy being interviewed by me. <laughs> and then I, I try to set myself up where, like, we can't fail. Like, failure would be part of the joke. So if I get zero answer on anything, it's still kind of funny. But then Rick was like, magic. I just, one of the jokes was, well, what's your relationship with McMahon? And he said, oh, it's great. And I said, Ed McMahon. And he said, I never met, I never met Ed And I I said, oh, what what about Merv Griffin? And he's like, I met Merv Griffin I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, it's all in real time And I'm like, oh And then, I don't know if you remember Here's another name for your list Herve Villachez He was the the little person in Fantasy Island The plane boss, the plane, that was him Tattoo? Tattoo, thank you, yes And uh, Rick went out with him one night in Vegas Of course he did (laughs) <laughs> and it's just It's so It's so perfect And he said There were two lines That night And I said Well I guess Herve's was the shortest In a lot of ways And, <laughs> 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 and then it just And then we just Move on to the next thing And that's like The best part
5: <laughs>
2: oh, <come on. laughs> uh, And then You know what I will Ooh. say It was very sweet Everyone I asked Said yes And Kevin Owens I mean, he knows me from Twitter. He loved these cartoons I used to do. And he, he got on and I said, listen, do you want to know what we're doing or do you just want to do it? And he said, let's just do it. So then I intro the Honky Tonk Man and I went, oh. And he just picked it up. And I'm like, this is so nice. And I would say, as I like to exercise my skills in a variety of ways, I feel like all wrestlers have those skills. And it's so nice to bring it out of them and see them in in a different light yet in an engaging way
1: no nah, I love it uh, are you familiar by the way with Nardwar oh my
2: yes he's a Canadian legend
1: okay because your your uh, style and not saying it's derivative by any means yes but it does it does remind me a bit of Nardwar which I love because for, for those of you who don't know he does maybe he does other stuff but all I've seen him do is he interviews like some of the biggest names in hip-hop but he has a very unique approach. First of all, I don't know how he gets this information, but he tends to know things about them that you see them visibly, see their minds be blown because it can be really obscure stuff from early, from like childhood, or he'll usually conclude uh, the interview by presenting them with a vinyl record. And it might be like something that they referenced a decade ago in an interview that they're like, mom played in the house, something super obscure. But I, and he's, he's very, very white, very nerdy wears a hat. He seems extremely out of place, but uh, I very much appreciate uh, Nardwar style, and I... I,
2: He's a guy, and yeah, similarly an influence. I used to watch him as a kid, so he's definitely not not an influence, but he's a person, and I feel like people see it with me where they go, oh, he does funny interviews. He must be an idiot. And you find out very quickly that I'm not, but I've chosen to be. (laughs) And that's a very... like I know the information. (laughs) I've chosen to ask... The worst possible question on purpose. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching, uh, is not, not, Is it pronounced Nardwa?
2: N-A-R-D. W-U-A-R.
3: Yes, yeah, yes. Na- Nardwa. So I'm watching like his top 20 reactions. And like Pharrell Williams just told him, this is the most impressive interview that I've ever been on.
2: <laughs> the so man knows, knows his everything. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of I mean, let your guard down and he jumps on it.
3: Yeah, I definitely see what you mean, E, with the similarities, because when I see you interviewing people, a lot of times it's like that. Like they they always choose to engage because it's you're you're saying something that they're not used to hearing in an interview before, that they really are interested in in a legitimate way. And it makes it so much more refreshing to hear and see stuff like that.
2: Yet, because when you have to improvise and be funny with people, they have to be really present and really open So then all of a sudden you may stumble on like a real genuine enlightening answer, which is like even more amazing. Like when I did I did a Wednesday morning wake up with Kevin Nash and I said, when you in the NWO, you always seem to be a big Tucker. You seem to like to tuck the shirt. Was that a conscious decision? And immediately he said We were still in a tuck world at the time because (laughs) you couldn't get to your fanny pack and you couldn't get to your pager. And I'm like, wow, Wow. that was like (laughs) I came at you uh, with, you know, this is a total joke. And you propped it up where I was like, well done. That is fantastic. Thank you.
4: I think a lot of it, though, too, is that I know I find with like interviews, like, you know, the more that you do, a lot of them tend to be cookie cutter and like the same questions. And it get not that it's like boring, but you kind of know like how you're gonna feel after you leave, it's gonna be like, all right, oh, I know this guy knows the product, he doesn't know the product. But when you get asked a question that's like so left field, all of a sudden it's like, you're in, you know what I mean? Because we don't get to experience that a lot. So, you know, I know, I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that just having an interview that's outside the box, it's so rare. It's really so rare.
2: Yes. I'm not not a big box guy. I think we've all, and I've been through many podcasts where it's like, so where did you train? And I'm like, who cares? (laughs) No, not one person. I don't even care. (laughs) What difference does it make in the long run? (laughs) And I know, E, you were talking about your weight. I always used to say that to ring announcers. They used to say, what did you weigh? And I said, do you really care? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does it make a difference in the long? Oh, this guy's 215. Very impressive. No one. <laughs> <he> just...
3: <laughs> I like to imagine someone in the crowd is thinking that, oh, he's got three pounds on him today. He might have the edge.
4: Pretty big.
3: Pretty big. <laughs> well, RJ, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for jumping on this call and doing this with us today.
2: It's been a hoot, it's been a pleasure, and now I feel like I know all of you now, especially Kofi. You've come a long way. We've come from, you know, nothing. Literally nothing. I had nothing. People Uh, would say Kofi and I say, and now <laughs> you know I sung the man's old theme song and I don't think yeah, you can bro. get closer to a person than say, that hey we
4: have awesome. made strides yeah I was actually nervous I'm like man I hope I haven't like met him at some point because I really don't remember <laughs> and I'm gonna have to pretend like I do uh, but I'm glad We, you know we. that's never why you past. always say
2: great. nice yeah. to see you is yes, the greeting yes.
4: <laughs> it works if you've met them before
2: if you're meeting them for the first time regardless nice to see you good call
1: good call I did joke with uh, our producer Dan Reichert, uh, that if you Ran circles around me with your wit. I uh, did ask if I could bury you. Um, you did. You did run circles around me with your wit, but I, I will decline on the. Bear. Please, no,
2: I want to hear it now. You can't set it up. Do you have notes?
1: No, nothing. Uh, no, oh, listen, I got nothing. Uh, all right. you, yeah, you were, you were. Thank you. You're real good. That's that's sweet of you just, guys. You can imagine he's
2: got
3: ten bullet points just <laughs> in
1: case. <laughs> he comes and
3: makes a fool of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely say that one. I'm gonna say that one right there. I'm start with this one. <laughs> oh, RJ, where can they find you on socials?
2: Uh, just Google RJ City. That's probably your best bet. Like a bunch of things will come up. you would be like, some of it you will like, some of it you might not. There's like there's like Don Knotts references and and thirst traps. So like pick and choose, you know. Kofi was nice enough to tolerate the thirst traps to get to the other stuff. <laughs> That's a brave, secure man, and I respect him for it.
4: Thank you, thank you.
2: So just Google RJ City, things will happen. There's a YouTube, there's an Instagram, there's a Twitter, so on and so forth. And uh, WWE can check their inbox. There should be about 20 pictures there (laughs) to go. And now rings and rings. Rings and rings. Yes,
3: yes. (laughs) Well, again, thank you. And you guys go ahead, Google RJ City. And follow them on all of the social platforms. Get all that, that good knowledge. And as far as this podcast goes, we know you enjoyed it, so we'll tell your friends to listen to it, and they can listen to it wherever they listen to their podcast. Just go to that search bar and type in the new day. Click the pig picture with the three black guys' faces in it. That is your boys, and every download counts. Also, check me out on up up down down. That's the YouTube, and it's at up up down down without the O's on social media. And check out G4TV on all social platforms at G4TV. Go to UDDD shop for all your up, up, down, down apparel. Thank you.
4: And uh, ordinarily, I'd tell you where to find me, but uh, in an effort to make up for the fact that I didn't tell anybody in the locker room about RJ and his uh, Instagram page, I'm going to say go ahead and Google RJ City and follow him and, uh, and, and get yourself some laughs because like I said, man, you are hilarious. So thank you for, thank you for being you, man. Thank you for being so funny. That's sweet, and I look forward to, you can follow Kofi at True Kofi. Oh, wow yeah Look at
1: that. i
2: remember that he and back. he hasn't followed me on anything yet so we'll see what changes in the coming
1: weeks <laughs> i haven't i was hoping we could make it through that without you know that. Uh, i got a weird thing with follows where some really close people to me i i don't it's weird don't you can just mute me it. you know there's a mute button yeah
5: just,
3: but I j- wouldn't just say comment. what i said earlier for the brand stuff it'll
1: yeah yeah just repeat not his, yet, his, not his yet. <laughs> repeat that. i'm
2: following a lot of people yeah so busy uh, anyways, timeline.
1: I am at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. Watch Laser Wolf Seasons 1 and 2 on HBO Max. So check that out right now. Uh, I really much, uh, very much enjoyed doing that show. Uh, also, you can find the Up Up... Uh, no, sorry. It's not on the Up Up Down Down Shop. I just I keep saying that. I should stop at some point. <laughs> anyways, find our podcast shirt. It's on WWE Shop. But also go to Up Up Down Down Shop and buy some things because Wood started that from, the, from just like a little seed in his brain. And he made this whole thing that has 2 million plus followers and created jobs and got... Got, you know, just the boys a a little bit closer via video games. It's very, very beautiful. And uh, that's all I got. That's it. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for being here, guys. And and that's that's a wrap. And thank you. And thank you, RJ. Thank
2: Thank you. you, And, but also, you're welcome. There's too much thanking going on. We have to receive something. (laughs)